What is going on? You are listening to Tags Podcast, aka Talk About Gay Sex Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie, and this is episode 435 alongside Jeremy Ross Lopez. How you doing, Jeremy? I'm good. How are you? Doing pretty good over here on this January last day. Is it the last day? No, I think we have two more days of January yeah. before February. Yeah. Joining us, of course, as well is Cody Maurice Doggett. How the hell are you doing, Cody? Hello, darling. I'm doing wonderful. Nice, nice. All right. Well, let's get into so much to talk about on this episode 435. But we have to check in with Jeremy. You, I was scrolling around your Instagram and you went to, was it Vermont's Gay Ski Weekend? Yeah, so that it was in uh, Stowe, Vermont, and it was super fun. Uh, so people come from all over. There were a bunch of... Uh, New Yorkers there, people from Boston, people from uh, Canada, Ooh. and it was cool. So is it, did you ski at all or snowboard? I didn't, no, I just drank the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like boy. a kind of weekend. Yeah. Was, they, they all, uh, all the hot tubs have like outdoor heated pools and hot tubs in the no. snow. So it was very cool and relaxing and they had a gay pool party and... It was fun. Nice, nice. Did they have events at night, like dance parties? Yeah, they did. They so they have this place that uh, is called Alfie's Wild Ride, and it was like a big, huge like warehouse type of thing, and it has like chandeliers hanging from the ceiling, and they have a a closeout party there. Fun. Yeah. Hotties, a lot of hotties in the mix. Yeah, there were a bunch of cuties. Oh, nice, nice. I that I've only done one gay ski weekend once in Whistler, which was a lot of fun. And you get into the whole mindset of the ski lodge kind of thing. And yeah. I did try snowboarding; it wasn't that great, but I want to try it again. But I would definitely want to try this again sometime, maybe next year. I want to go. Yeah, we should all do a tags version of the trip, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, that sounds fun. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's get into hot topics and Circus of Books. I thought Circus of Books, which is a video store slash porn shop, toys, and it's in West Hollywood. Well, I thought they went under or closed. They did, Mm -hmm. actually. There's a really good documentary you guys can search for, Circus of Books. It's like legendary. But it was reopened a couple years ago during the pandemic when people were looking for toys and one recent thing that just happened at that, a guy came in and decided to walk off with, get this, a 30-inch tall dildo. Oh, Lord. Which had a value <laughs> price. I wasn't of, expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> he literally was on a display case and at the front of the shop. He walked through the store, turned around, walked back, and grabbed it. 30 inches. So he kind of like held it like a baby over his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Black, yeah, I bet he did. <laughs> and walked out the door, in which case the woman that was working behind the register immediately saw it and went running after him and grabbed him like be, like be behind the hoodie. And she actually got him to come back in and he put it back down. She put it back down for him. And so, wow. but a what? dildo worth $700. I yeah. mean, a lot of people where I got the story from were saying, could anybody really, well, this came from TMZ and they had the video footage of it, but I can't imagine, they said, I can't imagine anyone really using this 
because it's just for show. I can think of people that would actually use this, believe it or not, a 30-inch dildo. I mean, it's not that surprising, I guess, for certain yeah. people's taste. Well, we know Jeremy Wright from The Eagle. Oh, yeah, and The Leatherman. I mean, all of those ones that they have on the bottom floor with the <laughs> like the fist and the arm and all the different sizes. Exactly. But $700, that's a whopping price for a dildo. My goodness. Yeah. Uh, it's too expensive. <laughs> that's quite the investment. Right. <laughs> I'm just, yeah. Well, thank God Circus of Books got it back. Check out that documentary. Some good news. The FDA in an announcement said that they are eliminating the time-based deferrals from uh, essentially now... Uh, they're going to relax donor restrictions on gay, bisexual men. So they're going to take out anything that has to do with gender, per se. They're proposing changing its blood donation guidelines for men who have sex with men and women who have sex with uh, men to focus not on gender or sexual orientation, but on sexual behaviors. So if we all remember in the past, it all had to do whether you were gay or bisexual. Mm -hmm. Now, at least, uh, they're going to look at the actual behavior of the sex act. And mm -hmm. essentially, they are going to look at things like, have you engaged in certain type of sex acts like anal intercourse in the last few months? If you haven't, then you would be allowed to donate blood. Um, whether it's for someone involved, uh, you know, people always need blood for car accidents. There's always a shortage of blood. So I think this is really going to take the stigma away of the old gender types that they used to put on there. Um, do you, this is a good thing, I think, right guys? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, it's a good first step, but I think that there there's still a, a, a ways to go as far as I think they should just test all of the blood personally. But I mean, it's a good first step. Yeah, there must be something to that because I've thought of that too. Like, why don't they just test the blood? I mean, I know people that are going that are on prep, like myself or Pep, would be deferred for three months as well from their mm -hmm. most recent dose, and that's mm -hmm. when I initially went in to donate blood when I got COVID the first time around in 2020, they told me no. And it had to do with the fact that I put, I'm on Truvada on my mm -hmm. questionnaire. That's still going to be a three month, you know, window, but it's funny with that one, just because they're not asking what your, you know, you could be on it and, but what's your sexual behavior at the time that I was on it, I wasn't having any sex. I had just taken it periodically here and there and or I was taking it daily mm -hmm. but I hadn't had sex because we were all in lockdown yeah so mm -hmm. and they still refused me so yeah anyways um I think this is a step in the right direction oh, definitely. but obviously let's keep moving with that okay well there is a man that has gone viral on TikTok and apparently he was unable to grow facial hair and so he went over to Turkey, which I hear have great transplants, mm. and he got a beard transplant. Um, <laughs> wow. People, it, it looks interesting in the picture. I'll put it in our little Zencaster oh. message for you guys to look at. Essentially, um, he went over there. Pierce said he ended up spending around 3500 including hotels, his initial video documenting the transplant Ooh. has hit over 3.6 million views on TikTok and prompted over 
6,000 comments. And he's very happy. He thinks that he was always meant to have a beard. He feels it works with his face. He said, now I'm sexy, I think he says in one of his... It definitely does work for his face. It does work for... I'll post this on tagspodcast.com. I didn't know that they could do that. Me either. Well, in one of the videos, they can definitely do it, but the process is very painful. He's 37, and he said that he was... In one of the videos, he can barely speak, and he's in so much pain with it. They... That all went down, and Pierce said it's already hard to see the scars from where hair follicles were taken from back of the head. Uh, the clinic provided him with a year's supply of shampoo, oils, and vitamins, and recommends he use hair loss lotion um, to minimize any of the transplanted follicles. So, interesting. I mean, you know what? If he's happy, I'm yeah. glad he got a good price. That would make me a little bit nervous. I, I like him. Could never grow facial hair like that. You two I'm talking to are the beard guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have never wished. I mean, yes, I think it's definitely a trend. Some of the people in the comments section were saying it's so funny because the smooth look used to be so popular. Now it's all about the beard. I mean, I think, yeah, I think the trends always come and go. And I feel like you can't rely. You have to like be yourself and just find whatever fits for you. But I feel like everything goes in and out. Some people like there's a moment where lean and mean is like the most in, and then everybody wants a thick boy. And Mm -hmm. I mean, so I Mm -hmm. feel like it, it changes all the time. It changes all the time. I think ultimately you have to be happy. I mean, Cody, have you ever wanted anything changed about you that you maybe weren't unhappy with? That you oh, can relate to this constantly. Oh my goodness, all the time. So I am thinning out personally, and I have actually considered going to Turkey and getting hair transplant. So I think that oh. this is great. And whatever he wants to do to make himself happy, I think he looks great with the facial hair from what I can see because it looks like he's still healing from these pictures that I'm looking at right here. But I'm, I say do what you need to do in order to make yourself happy and make sure that you're doing it for the right reasons. It's, as long as you're doing it for yourself and not necessarily, like Jeremy said, to please other people and what's going on out in society right now, then I think you'll end up with a nice product and feeling good about yourself at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting conversation because I think whenever you tell somebody you're going to do something, the key is you really should just think about it and don't tell too many people. Because mm-hmm. I was thinking at one point for my birthday, I'm like, maybe just I'll get a little Botox around my eye area and my, not my forehead, but just the squint area. What do you call those? The lines, I guess. Yeah. And cro- crow's feet and then around the middle of Oh, that. yeah, I get that too. Yeah, but not my forehead because I don't have any lines there. Thank you very much, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> but I was thinking to do it. Well, the minute you tell friends about that, I was like, you know, don't do that. Oh, my gosh, you're going to look crazy. A friend of mine oh. in L.A. thought I was going to. And I thought it's very, it's going to be very minimal. I mean, yeah. people probably won't even notice. if I. It's not like I said full-on cheek implants. I mean, Jeremy, what are your thoughts on when people want to do either cosmetic or yeah, cosmetic things to improve themselves or feel better. I think it's excellent and I support it. And I feel like you, you only have one life to live. And if you want to change something and 
it ends up ultimately making you feel better, then you definitely should. And I support any sort of uh, filler, cosmetics, uh, plastic surgery, update your hair, fill in your hair, fill in your beard, like <laughs> color your I, hair. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I think any of it is good. I'm, I mean, I think people can get extremely carried away with it, mm -hmm. but it's good to do what makes you happy. And I think that that's most important. Yeah, we've all seen people go a little bit overboard with it. And I think that's just the fine line. And go to somebody with a reputable source that you know of. Uh, mm -hmm. I hear great things about Turkey. I do have a friend that went over there for a hair transplant as well, but for his head and had great results, Cody. So, okay. All right. I guess we're going to Turkey in addition we, to our gay ski fly. weekend. No, right? <laughs> we can do a world trip. I yeah. love it. <laughs> Let's go to Turkey first so that when you go to the gay ski weekend, you've got plenty of full afro. All <laughs> down my back. I want it all down my back. 22 inches, boo. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, speaking of travel, there's a great article. I'll post this on tagspodcast.com uh, from Instinct Magazine. How is the LGBTQ traveler different than our straight voyagers? And they did a, a study actually finding out some of the key fundamental differences about one of the takeaways from the study is that representation in destination marketing materials is very extremely important to the community. About 43% of us in the study stated it would make us feel more confident than the, that the destination is inclusive of the community. We need to know, so that's something uh, for hotels, websites need to make note of and make it front and center. Don't tuck it away where we overlook it. So they're talking about like just the brochures kind of mm -hmm. thing and things that are online. Inclusion, of course, is an, obviously a very big thing. We talk about that on places like the United Arab of Emirates in the past. Um, half of LGBTQ plus travelers said that the safety of a destination is a concern when deciding where to go. 52% of respondents said state politics related to their community and identity greatly impacted their decision to travel. And 39% of respondents said that any negative perceptions locals and other tourists may have of the LGBTQ plus community make them uncomfortable and impact the destination they choose. And finally, additionally, 33% said these perceptions impact how they present themselves while traveling in a destination. Mm -hmm. So there's more to this study that I'll post on tagspodcast.com, but it does lead me to the next question that a Reddit poster put online and he asked the question where do you recommend going on a vacation alone i'm recently single and looking to treat myself to a few days in late february could you reply with suggestions a little about me based in new york i only uh, speak uh fluent english mm -hmm. i enjoy both warm and cold weather activities skiing okay we'll talk about that in a second i love food and wine and plan on taking myself out to dinner alone. I'd like to see a decent grid of hot guys when I open up Grinder. So, Jeremy, I guess you're the obvious person to ask immediately who just got back from a trip. Would this be a good place for a solo guy to go your gay ski weekend? Yeah, I think uh, it's a good place to meet people. And 
I mean, they have a lot of like cocktail hours and stuff that is uh, perfect for if you go alone or if you go in groups. Um, it it was very like inclusive and the pool parties and the pool party specifically and then the introduction like cocktail hour at the host hotel. It's uh, so funny you said you... pool party at a gay ski weekend. I know, right? <laughs> well, it, you have to you have to see it to get it because a lot of the hotels either have huge indoor pools, uh-huh. which are always heated and are open year round, or they have outdoor pools that have like, it's really cool to see because when they're heated, there's like a lot of, uh, I don't know how to, it's like condensation and mist around oh, it, right. okay. like a hot tub has, but over a gigantic pool because it's outside in freezing weather that's snowing, oh. but it's still heated so you can swim around in it. It's cool. Mm-hmm. You're such an East Coaster. I love it. Yeah, I, <laughs> I totally am. I love the seasons. Yes, you do. And I know. And I love just, the snow. <laughs> I, I know you do. I mean, it's interesting though, because I feel like a lot of people at those events go with groups of people but if you said they had cocktail hours and parties and what better way to align yourself with some friends that you'd meet and then if they're if you're tired of then move on to another set of friends <laughs> and keep it moving like that i think if i was to suggest i always love puerto vallarta to this mm-hmm. person because i know you love it too cody yeah it's a great place to go out when you want to be in the gay scene the gay beach is a lot of fun of course there's gay B&Bs, there's Airbnb, there is great food and restaurants, there's activities. It has something for everybody. And there's a lot of places that you can go. If anyone wants tips on where to go, I've got them. I can always put them online at Tags Podcast. Some of my favorite restaurants where you could sit at the bar and not feel like, ooh, I'm dining by myself, but talk to the bartenders, gaze at who's coming in. Cody, what are your thoughts on what would you recommend on travel if you're solo? Yeah, I agree with you totally. Anywhere you can go where you can be as comfortable in your skin as possible and have on as little clothes as possible, I say that's where you should go. So Puerto Vallarta is my top pick. The only other place that I've been by myself is to paris i went to paris by myself and i had i had an amazing time i met so many wonderful people i speak some french so i was able to get by and it was a little something something oh je parle un petit peu de français alors (laughs) (laughs) okay all right we don't know any better so we're gonna take that that means would you like butter (laughs) i love that you brought up paris i mean it really is I think you need to be a little bit more daring because this person doesn't want, you know, they only speak English, but yeah. you're right. I I don't speak much French at all. Nothing really. I, I say yeah. bonjour. Every time you walk into yeah. a boutique, bonjour, bonjour, that kind of thing. And you just keep saying that. And people are very accommodating for the most exactly. part. And there's mm-hmm. great nightlife there, too. Oh, my God. It's so amazing. And I, I feel like that's where I met most of the people that I connected with in the nightlife and just going out and being in 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 those spaces with those people. Oh, also, Montreal, I think, is a wonderful place. And I've been dying to go back there alone. So I'm going to put that out there. as Oh, well. I'd be curious to know what Joe thinks of that. 
idea. But I'm, yeah. I'm, he's going. <laughs> We're oh, going yeah. together. Oh, I, I thought you said alone. Oh, no, no, no. He's going to come with me. I've okay. been dying to go back, but I want to go back. I love sure. Montreal. That's a so great, great spot. I've gone to London by myself before and had a great time. Knew some friends there, so I got to, some of them showed me around one place, another, the gay nightlife in another area, had a great time. I'm going on an upcoming gay cruise coming up February 12th on Bakaya that's going to the Caribbean, and they are doing, they actually did something creative where, here's where you know you're safe on a cruise like this, but they did something fun ahead of the cruise. They did a singles meetup on Zoom where people could kind of get to know each other a little. Head. I did not do it. I figure I'll meet you on the boat. I'm not trying to get my looks together because there's a costume party every night, as you can imagine. Yeah. And so I just think, no, I'll just meet people. But they're going to have singles events on the cruise. And, you know, you can always meet up with people in the dining hall and wear a bathing suit, like you said, Cody. All the fun stuff that everyone likes to do. So plenty of things and places to visit. All right. Well, we have to move on. And I did finally see the first two episodes, drum roll, of the real friends of WeHo. Oh, no. Don't hate me, something else. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, Jeremy, did you watch the first two episodes? Because we talked about it on this show. Yes, I did. Okay. I know you got some commentary. I'll give you my little take on it. You know, I thought there were certain people I was going to dislike uh-huh. immediately. Brad Goreski, uh-huh. I actually, he was not as irritating as I thought. And it was really <laughs> fun seeing him do fashion because he he's a major fashion stylist. So pulling the fashion was fun. Like I said, not as obnoxious as I thought he was going to be. Um, Tatra Call wasn't as annoying as I thought. <laughs> And the one thing I'll say, well, first I want to hear your take on it, Jeremy, and then I have some more things to say, and we'll move into a a related topic. So I thought it was interesting. It's definitely (laughs) catty, which I expected. And my favorite part was when they fought and said something about you left your jacket and he said it's probably from Zara and Dorian says it's Saint Laurent bitch that sounds like something I would say too oh the Saint Laurent bitch right so the, it's so the gaze and I just loved it and I thought it was hilarious and I actually think that uh Dorian is like kind of so fabulous and a, oh, little, really? a little I think he's a little too full of himself but I think he's fabulous at the same time. And I agree with you about Brad. I thought he was super annoying before I watched this. And he's actually like the funny one that makes things a little bit more lighthearted. And I cannot stand the... Miss Todrick. Uh, oh, no, no the Todrick, other... Todrick's fine. I can't stand the uh, oh. TikTok guy. <laughs> right. The one that's a social media influencer. Yes. Oh, her. Uh, yeah. I can't stand her at all. Me like, I either. I can't stand the voice. I can't stand all of it. She needs to take it down several notches. I mean, he's being himself, which is great, but a lot of drama. And I think that's where we're going to see a lot of the drama. You haven't yeah. watched it yet, Cody, correct? I watched the first episode. I didn't get a chance to see the second episode, yes. Um, but my opinion on it is that I think that there are elements of it that I really, really enjoy. So like Curtis's storyline, as far as him coming out and having to be closeted in 
Hollywood is so relatable. And I think a lot of African-American people are going to really gravitate towards that storyline if they give the show a chance. That's what I was going to say, Cody, all this whole thing about the uh, um, coming out and people of color, particularly Uh black. So keep going. But yeah, that's what we were going to segue into. So lead it off. So I do think that uh, Todrick Hall is, I I think that this is like kind of his way of getting back in in the good social graces of people. So I think that that's something that I kind of can see in the underlying you know, in just kind of being his narrative, he's trying to, he's like on his apology, apology tour, basically. So I, that's kind of annoying to me. You're right. He's not as annoying as I thought he was going to be. And he's coming with receipts, by the way. Oh, yes. So (laughs) he went on this show with receipts to give us his take on the controversy. Yeah. The but I, I, I liked it overall. Yeah, I watched both episodes. I liked both. I'll continue watching. I think there's only six, so it's not that big of an investment. I'll see where it goes. I like how they set it up, and they asked all of the cast about how do you feel about taking on this experiment, if you will. And I don't think they took themselves too seriously, the producers of it, taking that angle of it, which is kind of cool. The coming out stories showing the different sides of of people of color like you said what's the guy's name cody the curtis curtis who's really cute and you know at first it's kind of hard to you know when you're out and you've been out for so long sometimes hearing someone's coming out story just like they're showing it on the tv show can be a little like at first i was taken aback by it like really like you're really worried about this but as they showed everybody's coming out stories different particularly if you come from a black family i think Mm -hmm. that they're really shedding a light on something that the black community faces and Mm -hmm. i think this that's going to be its winning feature in the end i think right yeah i agree yeah well, we all know coming out isn't easy, and to stay sort of on the same wavelength in the music industry, Jonathan Knight of New Kids on the Block, NY, can you say anybody, NYK? K-O-T-B? Yeah, thank you. I don't know my letters. Um, <laughs> was recently in an interview and said that during the time that he was in the group, and we're talking about the 90s, early 90s, that he was actually told to not come out, to hide his sexuality, and that did a whole number on him. He also suffered, I think, from stage fright as well, but maybe it was related to his being told absolutely not. And then to relate it to a newer story, Sam Smith, who really is killing it these days. I mean, I'm loving his persona in the mm-hmm. music videos. Oh, I yeah. wasn't really noticing him so much before. But in a recent interview, he said even today, so we're talking about Jonathan Knight from the 90s. Now, Sam Smith in 2023 said he still, his coming out process was not always the greatest in terms of his fans because many of his fans, like he'll walk, he walked around London before and people spit at him and what? for being gay. And so it might seem all like we're in a day and age where, oh yeah, the kids today can come out really and no problem. It's not really the name of the game always. And so lastly, in music news, Spotify is actually going to do a whole queer music 
station on oh, wow. their Spotify where they're going to, it's called Glow. And it's global, the music program Glow, in support of queer artists. The new program will feature playlists, artist spotlights, partnership opportunities, and more to help support LGBTQ artists and issues around the world. I don't have Spotify, but I would actually listen to this because I do think, as Tadric said in the real um, on the reality show, mm-hmm. that a lot of gay men only listen to like females and there's all these lgbtq artists out there i mean i think this is a good thing what are your thoughts on this or the last things we were talking about jeremy i think it's great and it's very exciting and uh it's like a fresh take for the music industry in general and it's exciting to see all the creativity that there is to offer right i 100 percent agree and Cody, as somebody that is a singer, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on this new station or coming out, you know, how you're going to be received? It makes me want to download Spotify. I can't wait to <laughs> listen to Glow. I think that that's amazing. It really, really saddens me, though, that Sam Smith has ha- had such a hard time coming out. And it really just shocks me because he seems to be living his best life. But I guess that that's a, a, a rational Uh, reaction to all of the hate that he's getting because I love it. He just, it just makes him want to live out loud. And I I really, really appreciate that about him. I, I love his new album and that new video. Oh oh my goodness. It's so good. I'll have a listen of the new album for sure. And he also said he thought about changing his sexuality at one point. And, but he, He's not doing that right now, but definitely non-binary is where when he heard that term, that stuck with him. And he's happy that we're in. He's definitely giving credit to where we're at today in 2023 with sexuality. And so, yeah, kudos to Sam Smith and everybody else. Okay, well, Redditors rallied around a guy whose date pulled one of the most dickish moves ever one Reddit user met Mr. Wrong online, and the way he got stood up has other Redditors up in arms. As the guy explained on gay subreddit, he arranged to meet his date at a boba shop. Am I saying that right, boba? Yeah. Yep. Okay. But his date walked right by him with a nary a word, and just like knew it was him. A screenshot of their text conversation tells the rest of the story. In that thread... The guy confirms he's the one wearing the gray hoodie in the boba shop. And the guy responded, ugh, ew, no thanks. And and adds cat and fish emojis. When does cat (laughs) reflect? (laughs) Jeremy, I know you love me. (laughs) What the hell is that? That is so rude. I mean, you can't sit down for a boba. I mean, what is a boba anyway? I mean, first of all, I would not be going to have a boba, but. I think you would actually like boba. It's kind of like matcha, but it has those jelly balls in it. I don't know. (laughs) It sounds a little. I don't know. I won't say what it sounds like, but go ahead. Um, I'll bring you one when on, when I see you next. Oh, thanks. <laughs> and then we'll go to BBQ afterwards. Yes. For lunch, and it'll be lovely and amazing. Oh, my <laughs> God. Steve would not get caught there. Oh, my God. I hate it. <laughs> but, you know, it did remind me of a story that you did tell once, Jeremy, on this 
podcast, but it's worth yes. telling again. I think you know what I'm talking about. Do you remember where you were on a date? No, I don't. You were. Let me refresh your memory. Okay. <laughs> you were on a date, and the date wasn't going to your satisfaction, and you went, excuse yourself. Oh, you oh yes, I went. To tell the, the rest of the story. I mean, I went to the bathroom and I literally left because I could not stand the guy. I knew ah. that he could afford the bill. So I was like, fuck him and I'm leaving. And I was just, I had enough drinks that I was ballsy and I was just, it was horrible. Like the conversation was horrible. It was all one-sided and mm. I just could not deal. And I was like, nope, only in New York can you just hop on the train and get the <laughs> fuck out of there. And never <laughs> see them again, hopefully. Yeah. You know what? That's actually, but you at least sat down for the date and realized he was a dick and an idiot. Oh yeah, we were like totally at least uh, like forty minutes in. Oh, I didn't yeah. just like, I didn't just leave after ten minutes. Did you pay your bill? Or <laughs> of course I want the details. <laughs> no, I didn't pay the bill. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. He, you left him at the table to pay the bill. It was a rich guy though, and he definitely could afford it. Got it. Well, at least you did sit down, and so it's not as bad. I mean, the other night I was at the Eagle here in New York City, and I ran into a guy that now I see him out, and we did go on a date in the past, and I remember he would nonstop talking. And the other mm -hmm. night when I saw him at the Eagle, he said, why didn't we ever go on another date? I said, you know what? I think we're better as friends. And we were having fun at the Eagle, cruising guys together, and mm -hmm. I said, we should go to the Naked Beach this summer you seem like a lot of fun. You seem very free. And he mm -hmm. said, yeah. But then he inquired about what happened to that date. Why didn't we ever go? And I said, to be really honest, you talked a lot. <laughs> and that in a way, <laughs> and I told him and he says, oh, I have that tendency to over talk. And I said, right. And you didn't really ask me anything about me. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, I had just got back, I believe, from Africa, of all trips. This wasn't like oh I just went God. on a, like my current trip, a cruise, where I'd be like, yeah, it was like fun partying with the boys. No, it was like life-changing trip. Yeah. And he knew I went on this trip, and he still proceeded to not ask me not one question about Africa wow. and my experience on it. He just kept yakking away about what he does, working for this furniture store. And on and on and on. And I was like... I, it also, like, it's it's just maddening when you sit there with someone and they, like, can't hear themselves. And it's all just like, why wouldn't you just sit at home and tell yourself how great you are? Wow. Than wasting wow. someone else's time. <laughs> oh, uh, Cody, wait. They definitely deserve to be left. The ones that cannot... <laughs> be bothered to ask about you so i 100 co-sign you jeremy this is actually what happened to the redditor has actually happened to me i made plans to go on a date with a guy i went to the place that we said we, we agreed to meet at at the time that we agreed to meet and i sat in the cafe waiting for him and he must either he was a catfish and he never intended to meet up with me or he saw me and in like live in the flesh and thought oh i'm not interested so and then left because i waited there for a good two hour and a half two hours something like that and he never came 
So oh, I know, right? Did you write a song about it? I'm about to write now <laughs> because it's so sad. I'm sad just thinking about oh, it. Well, Let me go kiss my boyfriend in the other room. Your story turned out with a happy ending, so yeah. I'm glad it didn't work out with that guy and he his major loss. Exactly. Yeah, people don't stand up. People, I I'm actually when you I I know you told the story before, Jeremy, and the way you now listening a little bit more. I think the first time you told told it i was appalled like oh my god now i actually get it a little bit more you did waste 40 minutes of your time i think it's always safe to do either and that's the thing about this story you could oh yeah definitely like i can it doesn't matter how awful i think that you are or uh, well it does matter but (laughs) no but i'm saying there's no physical attraction i will still sit down and like entertain so like the whole story with the boba tea like that could literally be that could be 20 minutes and you could be over it so i think out of respect you can sit down and like just conversate with someone like a human being and you could be nice and just listen and i don't know a a boba tea goes in seconds so right it doesn't take a long time i'll personally take a cappuccino on my next date but (laughs) good news on the dating angle for me i'm going on a third date tomorrow and in keeping with the energy going the guy texted me yesterday actually on sunday and said how was your weekend uh handsome and i said hey sexy good we i told him briefly what i did and then i said i'm looking forward to seeing you on tuesday and he said me too sexy so i'm really looking forward to that and seeing we're keeping it going we're keeping the ball yes it's just like this game but it's fun and so i'm enjoying it so we'll see where it goes i'll keep everyone posted staying on the same angle though another redditor wrote why don't people want to meet in person anymore i don't get it Things are going fine in a chat. He sounds like he's interested. I'm certainly interested. When I suggest meeting in person, they stop responding, vanish, block me. I am suggesting a public place, like Boba, anywhere they are comfortable. I could understand one or two people, but everybody? And a lot of people had a lot of things to say. He was like, he was only stringing you along in case he couldn't find someone better. You were good enough, but not great. Then someone better popped up on his screen. Some people also said things like he can't host, maybe. Mm-hmm. I interpret this as I'm in the closet and don't want to cheat on my wife, girlfriend. It's nearly always a woman, too, let's be honest. Oh, I didn't know that. And a lot of other people said things like it's all about the game, the pursuit. And then when you find somebody interested in you, they've already got what they were looking for, which sounds like a horrible Mm. game to play. Jeremy, have you noticed this where people never want to meet? My sister calls it, I don't want a pen pal, let's meet. No, I don't know. Oh, yes, I do know what you're saying, like. You're saying you don't want to like text so long and then not have any actual plan to physically right. meet or keep pushing it out too far. Yeah, I find that super annoying. Do people when you're talking to people on Grinder or Scruff, do they They do it all the time. Do one of you are you ever the one that suggests we should meet up? How long do you keep the conversation going? I'll go like a few weeks, but mm-hmm. if weeks? there's no, okay. if no, but if there's not like any interest in like interesting conversation, not 
a few weeks on the apps, I mean off of the apps getting their phone number. But mm-hmm. if it's like one or two weeks goes by and then I've already asked to meet up and then another week goes by and we haven't, then it just falls off for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the, I just always say it on the show. I don't do well on the apps. I meet people in person. I'm definitely one more. And that's what I think he was initially saying, meet in person or on the apps. Cody, you did so well. We mm-hmm. say it all the time. You celebrating two years with Joe after meeting yeah. on Grinder during the pandemic. What's your thoughts on this last conundrum? Oh yeah. It happens all the time. People, when I was on the apps, people would generally not want to meet up. I and I I would just move on from them. I don't even know if I would wait a week just going texting back and forth. Generally, if they don't want to meet within the first couple days, I would move on because that would raise a red flag to me. Just either they were there to collect pictures because that happens so much. Ugh. Or they just want to, you know, string people along and I'm the next best thing. I'm just a distraction. So I don't take it to heart. Just kind of take it as something that happens out there in the world and move on. I, I agree. You have to ultimately move on. Um, but I say get out there. Things are opening up. Meet people like the last person. Go on a trip where you can actually meet people and Ask them in person if they want to have a boba. Okay. And lastly, in keeping on the wavelength <laughs> of dating, somebody else wrote, and I love that we're this is the dating show here. What does it mean when a guy you're interested in mentions this to you after a first date? So the guy says, I got to say, I'm not in a hurry to rush into anything, but I enjoy your conversation and your sense of humor. With a follow-up 10 minutes later, The not being in a hurry has been another hard sell for me, apparently. I've had a couple guys get interested and then impatient because they wanted to take time to get to know them. I hope you might be patient enough to build a friendship with me. I'd like to meet again for sure. I hope I don't come across as standoffish. I just need time to process between visits. Wasting my time or give it a shot. You know, that's an interesting one because when I went on speed dating, there was a guy that I matched up with. So in one of the five-minute dates, one of the guys also put me on his list. But as friends, I put Mm -hmm. him as friends, although I did think he was cute. I said friend or dating. He put friend on mine. So we did match up. We went to dinner. We had a good time. And in the course of the dinner, he explained to me that actually he... His learning from his lessons, his words, mm-hmm. and not getting involved with someone too quickly. So essentially, everybody that he checked on speed dating was always going to be in the friend department. Mm. And he's just going to take that road because his past has shown that when he jumps too far into it too quickly, it never works out. I agree with that. But I have to say, when because I put I was interested in dating with this guy... Mm-hmm. Once he put friendship thing, I kind of went in there with that mode yeah. that I'm going on a friend date. This will be great. I did it with another guy that we both just want to be friends and we are great friends now. I think you can go too far with the whole friend thing. I get it. No one's rushing anybody or you should not have to be rushed. But I also think if you say the friend thing and hope that maybe later down the road, the other person might not be on the same track. I don't know. What are your thoughts, Jeremy? I agree. I I think that in a lot of cases, they aren't on the same page. 
Right. I mean, do you like to be friends with somebody initially or how long do you take it where, you know? I think it's it's more organic when you are able to be friends and start that way. But it doesn't always go that way just because if you like sleep together early on and I don't know. But if you try and keep it in the friend zone and get to know the person, I think in the long-term scheme of things, it works out a lot better. Yeah. I think, you know, so many of us are quick to, like I've said on the show before, whenever I meet somebody at a bar or a club and we sleep together that night, nine times out of 10, we never make it to that date that we Mm -hmm. were talking about. And so it just was what it was. I think because Mm. we, it was a fun hookup, even if our intentions were there at the time of exit. So I, but I think you can also put the friendship thing too far and then mm-hmm. someone's like friend zones you. What are yeah. your thoughts, Cody? No, I definitely agree with both of you, but I, I think that it's different for every single person out there. Me personally, I think that once we're friends, we are in the friend zone. We're in the friends lane. I'm riding that out till until the, the wheels fall off, basically. Personally, Which can often last longer than the actual relationship. Oh, my goodness. Don't even get me started. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I when I was on the apps, I liked to actually be friends that were kissing. So that, that was my angle Whoa. on things. That way you can kind of get to know somebody and still get that little tinge of romance uh, and affection that you get from a from a mate so i think that that that, that's the way that i operate personally actually i'm on that kissing mode with my guy right now and i was starting to feel a little bit oh no is he into me but then he texted me last night and our dates have been very romantic and he even held my hand and kissing kind of things so i like that kind of if it's going to take time kissing friends yeah. So, mm-hmm. so you got to show a little bit of interest, I think, is the whole point. Um, whether it's we're not going to sleep together and we're just going to go on weekly or every other week kind of dates, but keep each other in mind. You've got to show some interest and you can do that. I just without friend zoning somebody. I think when you friend zone somebody, you do put them in that lane, like you said, Cody. So. Okay. And lastly, this is an easy one for me to answer. Somebody wrote, how can I last longer I'm eight. I'm versatile. Just started hooking up with people. Eighteen, and I always come in a minute. Ooh, oh. it's really frustrating me, and I want to be able to last longer and enjoy sex more. My penis is very sensitive, and I get hard very easily, and I can retain an erection for a long time as well. Okay, now you're breaking. <laughs> Tips on lasting longer. Well, I'm just gonna say because we have a great sponsor, which everybody should check out. Not just for what I'm going to recommend, Roman Swipes. And this is exactly what this guy needs. You just wipe a little bit. They come in individual packs. You wipe it on the tip of your penis where the most sensitive part is. And you'll be able to last up to four times longer. They're called Roman Swipes. But they have a lot of other things like testosterone, checking your testosterone levels and so forth. Go to our website. Click on the link. You'll get a 20% discount. You won't be upset. And lastly, everybody seems to be talking about a show I think you're watching, Cody, called Mm -hmm. The Last of Us. Oh, yes. I'm going to go watch the next episode now. (laughs) Episode three. I haven't watched it, but everyone's talking about it. Fans lauded the story of one of my favorite actors, Murray Bartlett, and Nick Offerman's romance. 
on the HBO show, which is based on the queer inclusive video game, which I did not know. And it's supposed sounds really good. I guess are you watching this, Jeremy, at all yet? No, I'm not. I'm not either. But Cody, uh, what can you tell us about The Last of Us? It's really good. It's actually very scary for a television show. I have not seen the most recent episode, but when I saw that it was Nick Offerman that was in the LGBTQ plus relationship, it really surprised me. So I can't wait to see how he handles this. Everybody is saying that it's lovely, so I expect the best from it. And Daddy... um. Sexy Daddy Pedro Pascal is the lead, and he's in this episode for I think ten minutes, and it, everybody is still saying how amazing it is. So, well, but I, we got Murray Bartlett, and I love I Murray. I'm so, so happy. come on now. I mean, yeah, both of them are amazing. So, I'm the only recommendation I have right now to watch is a nominated film, and I watched it before it was nominated. People called Tar T A R with Kate Blanchett. She plays a lesbian conductor, and it is so. Good. I watched it twice. That's all I'm gonna oh, say. That, I love her. It's she's a, great. It's a really good character study <laughs> re- about power, her power, and it just kind of spirals people. And you know, Kate Blanchett can do that. It's so good. I'm like, I want to buy it. I want to watch it a third time. It's my favorite movie. I'm just obsessed. Any recommendation? Any recommendations, Jeremy? Uh, what have I watched lately? I watched Ginny and Georgia. That was cute uh, mm. on Netflix. Okay. And then I just watched You. Uh, I think it's called You People. Oh. And it's a very racially charged uh, new movie that came out on Netflix also. Ooh. It, has, it stars uh, Eddie Murphy, Jonah Hill. Oh, uh, I want to see Julia, that. Julia, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. What? Mia Long. Oh, yeah, my God. Really yeah, I- Okay, I'm definitely. It was excellent. It it just came out a few days ago. Hold on, wait a minute. What about J Lo's movie? (laughs) I haven't watched that yet. It looks really good. It does. It does look cute. Yeah. I mean, you know, like a Saturday night fun flick to watch with your friends. But I love the cast and And Lenny Kravitz in it, so you can't go wrong. And Jennifer Coolidge, people. It's Jennifer Coolidge, the other Jennifer. Can't wait. All right. Well, always fun catching up with you guys. You can always follow my co-hosts. You can follow Jeremy on Instagram at jrosslopez, jrosslopez. Follow Cody. He's a life coach at KMD Coaching or his personal account at Mr. Maurice. Follow me at I am underscore Steve V or follow us at Tags Podcast where you can always DM us for sex or relationship advice. We love giving unsolicited or solicited advice to you. Keep us in mind. We will be live with Tags Live this coming Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Go to tagspodcast.com to get the link or any other links, including our sponsors, which support Tags Podcast. We're about to celebrate six years, so stay tuned. And in the meantime, continue having hot, Uh, Gay gay sex. sex.